The Blaze Radio Network. On Demand. 2017 is going to be a volatile economic year. We may see politicians throughout the world attempting to control central bank policies. Several renowned financial analysts have warned that political interference in central bank policies may mean our economic misses of inflation and growth targets. Gold is an international currency that can't be issued or controlled by governments. If you don't have the only hard currency that has outlasted every politician and every failed idea of governments for centuries, you need to speak to Goldline right now and learn how easy it is to add gold to your portfolio or IRA. Now is the time to diversify your financial portfolio by adding gold. Call 1-800-913-GOLD. Buying real gold is easy and fast at Goldline. And you're going to be happy that you finally made the call. 1-800-913-4653. Goldline also offers price protection against short-term market fluctuations on qualifying purchases. So buy with confidence. Read Goldline's important risk information and find out if buying gold is right for you. Call Goldline. 1-800-913-4653. The experiment was a success. Begin Life Force Reboot Program now. Stand clear. Life signs stable. It's alive. Set it loose. This is the Jeff Fisher Show on the Blaze Radio Network. Hello. How in the world are you? Man, man, oh man, oh man. Have we got just a plethora of stuff. You can quote me on that. Plethora of stuff for you today. Um, Easter weekend. Bless you. Of course, it's everybody wants to be with the family at the sunrise service. It'll be nice. And nobody wants to... Nobody wants to say out loud that they believe in the Easter bunny, but you know every store sells $8 billion worth of chocolate money, so somebody still believes in the Easter bunny. Okay? Somebody does. Been a busy week, though. Wow. I mean, we were spent the week uh, a, couple of, a couple of fantastic interviews on the Glenn Beck radio program. First of all, I don't want to promo his show because these guys are great. But we spent we spent a couple of days with the deep undercover, the former Russian spy. Uh, we spent yesterday. We talked to uh, the soldier uh, who told us some of the rules of engagement and what's been going on in Afghanistan and Iraq. That is just unbelievable. So if you have an opportunity, go back and listen to those interviews. Fascinating. The deep undercover, the former Russian spy. I really I, I started reading the book last night, and I'm I'm. I really want to do a, a like a ten part series with them. It's fascinating. Um, it'd be interesting. I, I could I could be a spy. <laughs> yeah, I could be a spy. You, all right, well, it might be not, but it's nice to you know pretend. And then uh, you know it's anniversary week. You know, I'm married to this one for fifteen years, and it's you know. Fun, fun, fun. And of course, the day that is our anniversary, I'm supposed to go out to dinner. We did that stupid bit on the Pat and Stu show. And, uh, you know, we did the story earlier in the week or last week about the guy that uh, set the world record for eating 255 peeps in five minutes. So, you know, we had to do the bit, uh, you know, and, and look, I'm not, I am not a, a, I'm not a sprint eater. I'm like the Kenyan of eaters. You know, I, that, I'm just long distance. But 
I also, you know, there's a there's a limit. I understand that at a point when you get to, you know, if you're going to be if you're going to be overweight, uh, there's you know several points at which you either stop or you power through. Uh, you know, most of the time, you power through. There's no such thing as, oh boy, I'm full, I need to stop. No, just finish. But I did the stupid peeps thing, and it was you know two hours of how many peeps you could eat on a just a regular, regular eating. It wasn't trying to, it wasn't trying to set a record. It wasn't trying to, you know, it would just be if you were home by yourself and had unlimited peeps. And uh, so it was about. I mean, the the bit was two hours, but really that show ended up being about an hour and forty minutes, hour and forty five minutes. And uh, you know, so I hit seventy one peeps, and. Uh, I put a stop to the dinner on the anniversary night. I mean, I was just letting you know. I wasn't sick, but I wasn't up for much of anything either. <laughs> and I will say that after about 50-55, you're starting to think, you know, I've just about had enough of these. <laughs> and that peep sugar is everywhere. In fact, I thought I cleaned it off everything, and then I went to get my mouse pad to use uh, during the radio show today that I use uh, on the desk for the TV show, and it still had still had peep dust on it, which got me thinking about the stupid peep show. And then uh, we told you about, uh, you know what, we're just going to go down the list of things. I'm going to get it off the plate today before we start getting into uh, serious business. Uh, we told you about Dom Theodore, the head of Blaze Radio, uh, his automobile accident a few weeks ago. He is recovering. Uh, he's been home. He's recovering, doing rehab. It's his birthday today. Happy birthday, Dom. Another one checked off the list. Car accident or no car accident. So happy birthday. And um, is it wrong? First of all, I don't think, I don't think the baby giraffe at the New York Zoo in, where is it, Harpersville, New York, I don't think that, I don't think that's real. I don't think there's ever going to be a baby giraffe. For the past two or three months, baby's coming, baby's coming, there's no, we just, you click on, it's clickbait, and you click onto the stupid giraffe video, and the giraffe is, you know, standing there. I'm like, okay, come on. Well, now apparently they claim that she is in, you know, all-out labor. She's wandering around. So, you know, the baby's coming, I guess. So, you know, of course, I'm hooked. So I clickbait on it. All all April is doing is, you know, bending her neck around and and smelling or licking her butt. Uh, I mean, of course, I stayed and watched. But I'm telling you, you know, that's all that's happening. So... I don't think it's real. I think that the zoo is going to come out and go, um, the giraffe was never pregnant. We just uh, we wanted to uh, raise some funds for the zoo. And uh, the giraffe that looks like uh, was a baby was just one of the Toys R Us stuffed giraffes. Okay. But I think actually now watching uh, April wander around here and continue to uh, refresh her rear. Uh, I believe that, I believe that the baby giraffe is quite possibly on the way. So, 
Congratulations. Maybe we can have a whole naming party. And they may have already. I'm not, I don't, I'm not familiar with the Harpersville, New York giraffe baby naming going on. So they very well may have uh, done that. What else has happened? I mean, it's, I'm, headed, I'm going to Austin this weekend. This is right after the show. I'll just get, we'll get everything out of the way today before we get into the story. I'm going to Austin this weekend. So, uh, you know, spend a little time in uh, the city of Austin and we'll see what's happening in uh, the great, the great city of Austin. Um, see if I can actually, I don't know, get a grocery bag <laughs> coming out of the grocery store. <laughs> uh, sure you can. You can buy that cloth one right there for three bucks. Or you can carry it out with, just hold it in your hands and carry it out to your car, but you're not getting any plastic bag, okay? Actually, I think the last store I went to in Austin, they charged me like $18 for the plastic bag. And just to piss them off, I'll pay it. You want plastic? It'll cost you. Yes. And when you look outside, I'm going to throw it in the dirt, too. Okay? I paid for it. I'll throw it in the dirt. First thing, you'll be arrested in Austin, and the whole thing will go to hell. But uh, it'll be it'll be kind of cute. You know, we get to spend the family on Easter. There might be, you know, Easter Bunny sighting. No, I'm just teasing. Easter Bunny will come, though. I mean, it's possible to have an Easter family gathering without a chocolate Easter Bunny. Delivered by the Easter Bunny. Hello. And I heard Michael Pelka, uh, his show uh, airs before this one, you know, it warms up the network for me. And uh, he was saying that uh, there's some children's theater thing and I, they go to all the time. He, uh, They're having their little Easter Bunny uh, parade thing going on today. Uh, he claimed he made it quite a... Quite a strong statement that he wasn't the Easter Bunny, which made me think that he is the Easter Bunny. So if anyone happens to be in the whatever god-awful state he lives in, Delaware, in his little children theater thing, I mean, I would stop by and take a picture. It could be worth something. I don't know what, but it could be worth something. And then, of course, it's, uh, what is it, the Day of the Sun? I had the big party in North Korea, and we were all worried about, uh, you know, little Kimmy uh, launching a nuke, and they had everything moving, and now they're thinking they maybe got him in check because they had the big celebration and uh, the big party, and they were all hoop-stepping down the street with their military uniforms, and I looked at some of the pictures, and they show, you know, dressed in suits, and these guys are take behind cameras, and I wonder if those cameras are actually working. I doubt it. I think that they're just there for show. You know, the other cameras that you see, the video cameras are all okayed through little Kimmy. But those guys down on the street, no way they're taking pictures. Not a chance. He's not allowing that at all. No way. And he's got, uh, I'm looking forward to it, right? We're ready for the, we're ready for the uh, first response. Uh, they responded to uh, the United States Navy. Whereas we sent uh, we sent our strike group to the Korean Peninsula, uh, they responded with uh, the DPRK, uh, the Democratic People's Republic of Korea, is ready to react in any mode of war desired by the U.S. We will take the toughest counteraction against the provocateurs in order to defend ourselves by powerful force of arms. Uh huh. Are you? 
are you? So I know that they're talking about us having a preemptive strike if we think he's got a nuke. Yeah, look, he might have one, or he might have. He might be able to put it on the head of a of a of a missile, right? I think that's the what they're concerned about. Um, and you know, look, he's not going to reach. He's not going to reach us, but he's going to do some harm. The bad thing is, is that if we do a preemptive strike, I mean, now you're looking at you're looking at thousands of deaths, if not millions, because he's going to then he'll just launch into Seoul. And it'll be ugly. And they saw the borders, uh, you know, gearing up a little bit. Russia sent some troops to uh, the uh, North Korea-Russian border. China, you know, China doesn't want that to happen. How many, how many refugees do you think? Do you think China, Russia, Japan wants North Korean refugees plowing into their country? No. And South Korea, no. <laughs> right. So... Good luck. I mean, I hope that they, uh, I hope that it works out. I mean, I, I have a feeling while it was quiet on their big celebration day, that's still kind of going on. I think they're like 18 days ahead of us or something. So we're kind of behind with getting the news, but, uh, they're still, they're still celebrating. It's the end of the celebration day of the day of the sun and little Kimmy's still partying and he's got, you know, all his party buddies there, except China didn't show up. China didn't show up, which means, I mean, I think they're telling little Kimmy, uh, check yourself before you wreck yourself, Kimmy. Uh, But one of the things that I found uh, during the celebration was uh, the national anthem of North Korea. Now, I don't know that I want to play it all for you because you're just going to be singing it all day. Uh, so I might just, you know, I might just stop it or, or just go into it a little bit. And I may, you know, play it a couple of times today because it's just, oh my gosh, it is so catchy. I thought, I I thought that's what they were playing when I heard the news clip last night. And so I, you know, I went online and I, and I listened to it and man, it is like so catchy. You are going to be, and I, and I apologize, uh, before I air it, because you know how songs get in your head. And you hear a couple of tunes, or you're walking through a store, and you hear something on their Muzak system, and you know, then you're singing the song for two days. At least I am. And I've been, I've been whistling the North Korean National Anthem now for, for hours. Huh? Oh. The DPRK is ready to react to any mode of war desired by the U.S. We will take the toughest counteraction against the provocateurs in order to defend ourselves by powerful force of arms. I'm sorry. I know. I know. No, 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 don't bring it down. No, no, no. Oh, man, I am. Oof. 
I may have to post the link because some of the words you miss when they're singing it. So, you know, the one video that I have has got, uh, you know, the translation. So I don't want you to miss any of it. I mean, it almost makes you wonder. You know what it makes you wonder. Oh, man. I was better getting it there. Seriously. I don't know. No, just... I, I don't know if I should play the rest of it because you're already going to be whistling the whole thing all day. and You know, I mean, uh, well, I don't want to miss this. I don't want to miss this. Woo! You're listening to The Jeff Fisher Show. The Blaze Radio Network. Two thousand seventeen is going to be a volatile economic year. We may see politicians throughout the world attempting to control central bank policies. Several renowned financial analysts have warned that political interference in central bank policies may mean our economic misses of inflation and growth targets. Gold is an international currency that can't be issued or controlled by governments. If you don't have the only hard currency that has outlasted every politician and every failed idea of governments for centuries, you need to speak to Goldline right now and learn how easy it is to add gold to your portfolio or IRA. Now is the time to diversify your financial portfolio by adding gold. Call 1-800-913-GOLD. Buying real gold is easy and fast at Goldline. And you're going to be happy that you finally made the call. 1-800-913-4653. Goldline also offers price protection against short-term market fluctuations on qualifying purchases. So buy with confidence. Read Goldline's important risk information and find out if buying gold is right for you. Call Goldline. 1-800-913-4653. The Jeff Fisher Show. Holy cow. Yes, it looks as if today is the day. In fact, we may have a a baby giraffe actually out of the mother before the end of this broadcast. Because right now... Partial giraffe is out of April in the zoo. Uh, I don't know how many people are watching uh, live online, but apparently uh, giraffes, when the mother starts turning their neck to lick their behind, um, that's when the baby's on the way, and she continues to do that. So, But there are two legs. Uh, uh, most giraffes, I think, have four, so it's not, it's not a complete birth yet. But there is, the birth is happening. And uh, so there are two legs coming uh, coming out of the rear of April. And um, one of the things that I'm a little concerned about is that there's one camera back up here in the corner and, uh, that perhaps the zoo should have thought about, hey, maybe we should put a camera on the other side too. Because if this damn giraffe comes up here in this front corner where we can't see it and has this baby, 
I am going to be a little a little more than upset, okay? Did you know that when it comes to treating a serious illness, and this is actually kind of concerning. We, uh, I read this earlier in the week. Two brains are better than one, according to a new study. Nine in ten people who go for a second opinion after seeing a doctor are likely to leave with a refined or new diagnosis from what they were first told. So that means among updated diagnoses, 66% received a refined or redefined diagnosis. 21% were diagnosed with something completely different. Wait, what? Now, I know that's not a problem because insurance companies just say, hey, go get it checked. Go, go check it out. Go to all the specialists you want. Don't you worry about it. We'll cover it for you. Uh-huh. And they also uh, are concerned that uh, patients uh, may face uh, unexpen- unexpected expenditures. Yeah, you think? That's what I'm talking about. Insurance companies, oh, sure, you can go ahead and have that check. No problem. Uh, we're not paying for it, though. So, uh, good luck. God bless. But if you don't do it, what then? It could be an issue. Could be an issue. Oh my gosh. And now April is facing the exact opposite way of the camera. If we can't see this draft warrant, I mean, uh, I'm suing the zoo. That's it. I'm, I'm, the Jeff Fisher Show, the Blaze Radio Network. I thought I could break that 92. I'm a little disappointed in myself, man. But I'm telling you, I mean, 71, I realize that's, uh, you know, for most people, that's probably pretty good. But I was a little disappointed in myself. And, uh, I mean, it did kind of spoil the anniversary evening. So, you know, I'm sorry about that. And, And my wife knows that I love her and it's all good. So we got a little bit more on the giraffe. I can't take my eyes off this stupid giraffe. It's unbelievable. And I just got messaged by like 10 people. There's feet. There's feet. I know. Look at the show. It's real. It's unbelievable. <laughs> now, is the other giraffe, do we know if the other giraffe in the other little cordoned off room is the partner or the girlfriend? I mean, was this artificially inseminated or was it, uh, you know, did these two giraffes take care of a little business or uh, what's the deal? Because he or she is wandering around a little, little jumpy. He's got his head on. I mean, he's kind of freaking out a little bit, so I'm guessing that's the dad. We should get the zoo on the line. Nobody else is calling him right now. So, anyway... Well, it's a busy week this week, and you know that. First, my, one of the, my favorite parts of this week was the Sean Spicer Hitler comment. Oh my God! Well, he used gas in World War II. Now everybody in the world knows exactly what he was talking about, and he should have. If he came out and apologized, he should have apologized for 
you know, I'm sorry, I forgot how dumb the American people are. Okay? Everyone knows what I was referring to. In fact, then we go back and we find commentators uh, across the board. Uh, even one of their favorites, at least was for a while, Chris Matthews, saying the same stupid thing. Did the world go on fire then? No. Why? Because you knew what he was talking about. Okay, he wasn't talking about the horrors of the concentration camps and the killing of the Jews. He was talking about the battlefield. But whatever. It's agonizing. And then we had uh, Alabama governor, or now what is now the former Alabama governor, Robert Bentley. Uh, he resigned. Um, the House Judiciary Committee in Alabama, they were going to impeach him. And then he cut a deal and stepped down. Now, he's been divorced for a year or so now. Uh, this has been going on for quite a while. And they finally, they finally got him uh, on you know, misappropriation of funds, right? So he pled guilty to two misdemeanors. They booked him. He had to resign. He had to promise he would never seek public office again. Now he's, you know, like 74 now, I think, or something like that. And the plea deal also states that he's going to waive all retirement benefits, perform 100 hours of community service as, his, uh, as, as a doctor. He's a medical doctor. And he's going to pay $50,000 in fines for uh, reimbursements to the campaign funds. Wow. Bentley, man. What are you doing? So they've been divorced for a little while now, and he has been he was cheating on his wife with his, uh, what was then his, I guess you'd call her chief of staff. Right, uh, Mason. What's her name? Rebecca, I think. Rebecca Mason, and they've been uh, hot together for quite some time. In fact, and the wife became suspicious and finally caught him, and then you know, now we're in a divorce. And Rebecca Mason, the girlfriend, she's back with hubby. She's married, and hubby is uh, apparently in his in his. Uh, Statement has forgiven her, and they're back together again. So, I mean, it was all just it's all just fun and games. Now, the governor made some missteps, first of all, which was a huge problem if you're going to cheat. Like, for instance, in 2013, with Mason's family still living in Tuscaloosa, the girlfriend's family still living in Tuscaloosa, she began spending her nights in the governor's mansion's pool house. I would guess you shouldn't let your girlfriend spend the nights in the pool house. That's probably number one on my, on my list. The governor also sent her text messages that said, I love you, Rebecca. Okay, gov. All right. You know better than to be specific with love yous in text messages. It's never, I love you, Bill. It's, I love you. I love you too. Generic. Generic, I love yous. Good for anybody. Nobody gets suspicious. Love you too. And plus, uh, don't you have, uh, really, don't you have some kind of, don't you write a note? You're writing text messages? And you screw up and text your wife? And uh, 
Mrs. Bentley, uh, the wife, began noticing that her journal, in her journal, that her husband was not as affectionate and no longer told her he loved her. She also commented that her husband no longer held her hand when they were walking together. And he claimed that it, she tried, he tried to justify it by it makes me look weak as a governor. Shut up. A, you never change little things like that. That's just dumb. Right? I mean, of course you hold her hand if you've been cheating on her. In fact, there's been numerous studies that have talked about how when you are having an affair, the person who is having an affair is becomes more affectionate to the spouse because, you know, I, I guess they're feeling guilty about having the affair. Whatever. But, I mean, so, I mean, you're walking with your wife. Hold her hand. Right? Don't, that's, a, that's a sign that should not, she, they should never have if you're going to cheat on her. Or him. Um, now, the wife became suspicious. She's thinking, hey, something is up here. Right? Now, I'm going to catch him since we go everywhere and she goes everywhere with us. So they bring the girlfriend to the beach house for the weekend. That's a problem. First of all, never don't bring the don't bring the girlfriend, the wife, to the beach house at the same time. That's just—I mean, the guy was having some issues right here. So they're all at the beach house, and the wife goes for a walk. Now she has secretly put in a recording device in the in the beach house. So she goes for a walk and comes back and listens to the recording, and the governor is all over his girlfriend, Rebecca, saying how much he loves her and wanting to put her hands on her breasts and wanting to touch her. Not a good move, Gov. Not a good move. So the wife has got him, you know, hands down there. Right? It's not, I mean, come on now. Now, also, as far as text messages goes, everything, there were uh, times when the governor would text the girlfriend with emojis, which, okay, governor texting the girlfriend with emojis is an issue all alone, but we'll let that one slide for a little bit. And it was roses, and the wife is, and she, and he texts the wife instead of the girlfriend again. And the wife is like, why is he texting me emojis? <laughs> a sure sign. A sure sign that uh, there's an issue. All right. Now, let me just say that if you're going to cheat and you have a girlfriend, get a second phone, get a burner phone, use that for the girlfriend. Are you carrying two phones now? Yes. One's for you. It's personal. This one's work. It's all work. Sorry. Or you, you know, you try to keep that second phone secret for as long as you can, but sooner or later, you know, the second phone comes out and that's just got to be for work. You could write, again, I go back to, you know, just write little notes. You can burn those bad boys. Nobody ever gets caught busting with little notes, right? Letters. I mean, but, you know, that skill is long gone. Although the governor is in his 70s, so he's got to have some kind of skill of writing, right? So the gov, I mean, you think to yourself, well, it didn't affect, you know, he denied it and denied it and denied it. And it affected his, you know, leadership for quite a while because they've had this, sneaking around thing he denied the affairs you know he's got the divorce and 
really all, and he's been, uh, it was the misappropriation of funds that, uh, you know, that was really the issue. But he had hired the girlfriend and her husband's company to do some work, so they made a bunch of money. That's why Hubby, Hubby's like, yeah, whatever. You got to be with the gov, all right? He's just dumping money into this business. All we have to do is walk around and go, Governor Bentley's great. Governor Bentley's great. Where's PR firm? Okay. Spend a few thousand and the rest the rest hundreds of thousands of dollars are all ours. So go. We'll be with the gov. So that's why he's forgetting. He's like, it's over? I don't have to. I have to actually be with you all alone now. I mean, he might have been cheating, too. I don't know the story. That would be an interesting backstory to see if the Rebecca Mason girlfriend of the governor, if her husband was cheating on her the whole time, too. So maybe they had you know, they had the open relationship, and, she, and hers was paying off. I mean, maybe his was paying off, too. Maybe they were busy. Maybe he was with some. Oh, I don't know. That's just speculation on my part. But just remember, okay, don't spend the night at – don't let the girlfriend spend the night at the pool house, especially when the wife is there the, staying in the main house. Never be specific with love yous and text messages with names. That's that's dumb. Never. It's always, hey, governor, whatever your stupid name is, Robert. Hey, Robert, love you. Love you too. See how easy that is? Reply, love you too. Or he would probably send a heart you too. Don't change habits. Like the holding hands habit. The If you're sitting at some event, some governor event, and you normally put your arm around her, put your arm around her. It's okay. The girlfriend will understand it will make it better because the girlfriend will be pissed that you're sitting like that. And you can apologize to her and it will make that Time with her even hotter. Huh? Never bring, oh, whatever you do, don't bring the wife and the girlfriend to the beach house at the same time. I mean, that's clear, right? And you need to have a burner phone or, you know, at least a second phone. You don't have to call it a burner phone. You don't have to go to Walmart and get the burner phone from the, from the convenience store around the corner. But you need that second phone. Now, there are a few things that, uh, there's a few more things on the list that you shouldn't do. But uh, I'm saving those for me. This is the Jeff Fisher Show on the Blaze Radio Network. The Jeff Fisher Show. Oh. Oh. It looks like the giraffe is uh, April is over back in the corner and really uh, struggling with uh, with the birth. Uh, looks like uh, I mean, I'll just just push, push. But uh, there's a little bit. Looks like there's a little bit more of the baby giraffe child uh, protruding from April. So. Uh, I mean, hopefully it happens in the next couple hours, right? I mean, we want, I don't know how long it takes to give birth to a giraffe. It can't be that long. Spread your legs and drop that thing. So health officials in Hawaii 
have been warning residents not to touch snails or slugs with their bare hands because of an increase in cases of people coming into contact with a rare parasitic infection known as rat. Angiostrongulus can't. That's fine. That's the real name of it, but it's called rat lungworm. Now, they're blaming its sudden spread across the United States on, of course, climate change and globalization. I mean, of course, there could be no other cause than that, right? Now, it's popped up in other states, California, Alabama, Louisiana, Florida. The first known case, Taiwan, 1944. Now, it's believed to have spread to the U.S., of course, by cargo ships full of rats. Rat lungworm. It's a parasitic nematode. And it goes by the name of? Angiostrongulus cantonensis. It goes by the name of? Angiostrongulus cantonensis. Exactly. What does it go by the name of again? Angiostrongulus cantonensis. Yeah. It begins its life as an infection in rats' lungs, blood, and brains. From there, the rats defecate worm larvae that spread to other creatures like snails, slugs, and freshwater shrimp. Humans might eat one of these infected hosts, or they might eat produce that has had the worm transferred to it by a host. If you get something transferred to you by the name of Angiostrongulus cantonensis, you have rat lungworm. Now, I, you know, I don't know. I don't know what else to tell you. I, apparently, you do not want to get Angiostrongulus cantonensis. You don't want that. That's rat lungworm. Holy cow, do you do not want rat lungworm? Oof. I mean, I don't know what all... Oh, wait, here we go. Rat lungworm disease moves into the brain. It can cause meningitis. It has symptoms include tremors, pain, and inflammation. You seriously do not this want this. This is the Jeff Fisher Show. Only on the Blaze Radio Network. Holy cow. I turned my head for a second to tell you about rat lungworm, and the giraffe is born. April, the giraffe drops the kid. Unbelievable. We, I'm talking to you about in mental infections from rat lungworms, and it's unbelievable to me. I turn around as we go to the end of the break, and April has had the baby. The baby has been dropped in the zoo. It actually was true to life. A fantastic, beautiful child has been born to April, but it's not a child. It's actually a giraffe. And uh, it's amazing. So it actually did happen. And uh, congratulations to April. I think the other one is the dad because the dad's poking his head over going, holy cow, now I've got this stupid kid to take care of. What am I doing here? So congratulations to April and uh, congratulations to the New York Zoo for finally telling the truth and dropping a baby giraffe. experiment was a success. Begin life force reboot program now. Stand clear. 
Life signs stable. It's alive. Set it loose. This is the Jeff Fisher Show on the Blaze Radio Network. Okay. So I heard the top of the hour news, and I, I hadn't realized. Uh, I knew that there was a train stuck in, uh, you know, stuck in the tunnel uh, going into Penn Station. I, I rode that line for uh, you know two or three years when we were doing the radio show and the TV show out of Manhattan. Um, and Penn Station was the stop. I mean, I took it from Trenton, New Jersey, into Manhattan. Uh, I mean, I lived in Pennsylvania, and the closest hub was Trenton, New Jersey. We lived, you know, I lived about 15 minutes away from Trenton, and uh, uh, just 601 Express, baby, in the, in the Manhattan. So they're getting ready, and I heard, I knew this, I knew that the train had broken down. There was a problem, and uh, you know, they were backed up, and people were, you know, it's a holiday week, hundreds of people, twelve hundred people, thousands of people stuck at Penn Station waiting for the tracks, and they're unloading people in the tunnel, and they got to move the trains, and everything is. And New Jersey Transit is pissed. They're blaming Amtrak because it's their tracks. And, uh, you know, so the, it screwed up the whole thing. People are just waiting. I should, the pictures of Penn Station are absolutely ama- you know, amazing because I have been there and I have been a part of this sea of humanity waiting to get on trains. And that's when you look around and you go, I'm going to go ahead and get an Uber or rent a car and get off this island. Now is not the time to be here. And uh, that's the easiest way. Go just go up top, <laughs> go up to street level, pass by a couple of homeless guys looking for smokes, and get a rental car and get the hell off the island. Just get out. I mean, it's got to go. But so I figure, you know, I, I I tweeted it last night. Life in the train age. That's what happens, right? So I hear this half of this news report. Not that I don't listen to the entire news report at the top of the hour. And I hear someone talking about running and screaming at Penn Station. I'm thinking. Well, they were all waiting on a stupid train. What happened? So the police arrest some person, of course, some uh, unruly person. Right, well, for, uh, come on now. You've got people nut to butt at Penn Station waiting to try to get on trains. You've got people in the tunnel. Okay, between New Jersey and Manhattan, they've got trains. People are backed up. People are they're loading people from one train to another train. It's a nightmare. So I'm surprised that there weren't more unruly people. And there's usually always a few loudmouths. Don't look at me. And so they they have an unruly person and they taser him. Okay, they taser him. Now, all of a sudden, this Audrey Moore. We heard a loud noise, and everyone started sprinting. What? Are you dumb? Yes, we were scared out of our minds. And there's video of this. It's unbelievable, these people just running for no reason. Just running. I think that was a a cop with a gun. Run! What? What? I, I... A, if a taser sounds like a gun, you need help. If a crowd, if you're in a big crowd like that and people start running and you just run for no reason, 
I mean, I guess maybe you need to get off to the side or you know get out of the way. You get trampled by the herd. And maybe it's the easiest way not to get trampled is to just get in the herd. But there's plenty of places. Uh, like where they, where they arrested this guy is right in a corner uh, by a pole and the stairwell and stuff. So, I mean, if you, stood, if you were standing, I don't know, on the other side over there, you'd be fine. Because no, the, the uh, tram, stampede is not going to run into the giant beams. They're running around those beams. Well, that's a problem. That's a problem. We we heard what we thought was a loud noise, and everyone just started running. I don't know what could have happened. That's amazing to me. Amazing to me that that would happen. Okay. Huh. So we know now that... Uh, April has had her child and everything's happy and she's still busy cleaning up the baby. I'm told that the the other giraffe is uh, Oliver, the dad. He's over there freaking out, probably wants to see the kid. They won't let him in, just wandering around his little square. I mean, it's like giraffe prison, really. I'd be pissed. Oliver's around there like, what did I do? I mean, uh, you put me in the same room with her. I took care of business and now I'm locked out? No. I mean, let's go. I, was, I would like to see him break it down. Maybe he should stampede. But congratulations to, uh, to April and Oliver and the whole damn giraffe family. <laughs> <sighs> okay. So, later this month, California State University, San Marcos. We might have to try to get these people on. Uh, the event... Furries versus pet play. Speaking of the zoo. It's one of many slated as the campus marks Gapril. And who doesn't want to celebrate Gapril? Built on the school's website as a month-long campus-wide celebration of the lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, questioning, and ally community. Wait. What? The LGBTQA? What the hell? I thought it was the LGBTQIA. I mean, well, they need to get this right. I want to be on their side, but everything's changed. I mean, every time I turn around, it's it's different. I thought it was the lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, queer, intersex, asexual... LB, LBGBTQIA. But now here in California, they're saying that to celebrate Gapril, it's the LGBTQA community. What? I got to get that right. Uh, a, I mean, like, how can I have LGBTQIA pride if they're not putting the I in? If you're not going to have the what does the I stand for again? Intersex? Yeah, intersex. If they're not going to celebrate the intersex people in their group, I'm out. A brief description of the 50-minute discussion. Uh, states that the university uh, will talk about how much do you know about these two groups? Do you know that they are different fish in a pond? Come find out why 
This weekday discussion, online definitions of furries vary. We're going to make sure that you know exactly what it is. Pet play, on the other hand. Come on now. We have to talk to these people. I want to talk to these people. I want to find out what, what you know why, if if it's important that we actually furries versus pet play. Come on, I mean we've we're 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 letting you have the LGBTQIA. We're letting you have the LGBTQA. I, I don't care. You know we're letting you have your whole transgender thing uh, questioning. I saw a story this week. Oh, I should have brought. The, about the the person who was pissed that they were outed as a transgender. But we have to be okay with him just going into any bathroom and it's okay. He outs himself every time he uses a bathroom somewhere. This is Survivor, though. They have to go to the bathroom in the woods. Oh, okay. I, 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 don't, I, don't, I don't understand. And then we're here in the great state of Texas. Uh, you know, they're trying to uh, have their little funny ha-ha-ha, hey, we're going to impose a fine for male masturbation making its way through the Texas legislature. A House Bill 4260 called the Man's Right to Know Act would punish male masturbation with a $100 fine and require men who want Viagra to be subject to a rectal exam. Okay. Thank you. Now, Texas legislator, Representative Jessica Farrar, Democrat, was referred to the House State of Affairs Committee on Tuesday. By focusing on male masturbation, the proposed legislation is an obvious attempt to satirize and draw attention to the unreasonable and dangerous policy proposals concerning women's reproductive freedom coming from the Republican Party. It is. A lot of people find the bill funny. What's not funny are the obstacles that Texas women face every day. They were placed there by legislators, making it very difficult for them to access health care. They did? Crowds a vocal abortion rights activist. No! With a long record opposing legislation in Texas. Really? Ugh. The bill calls for masturbatory emissions, an act against an unborn child, and failing to preserve the sanctity of life. The bill also contains provisions that would also put restrictions on vasectomies, Viagra prescriptions, and colonoscopies. The state must create an informational booklet called A Man's Right to Know that contains information and illustrations on the benefits and concerns about those three treatments. A man must review the booklet before going through with any of them. The man must receive a rectal exam and an MRI of his rectum before any of these three treatments. The man would not be able to sue the doctor for refusing to provide those treatments or another procedure if the procedure violates the doctor's personal, moralistic, or religious beliefs. The doctor must obtain consent from the man before providing the treatment, and the man may give only if he waits at least 24 hours after the doctor's visit. The state must establish a registry of nonprofit organizations and hospitals that provide abstinence counseling and supervising physician for masturbatory emissions and semen storage. The masturbatory emissions must be stored for the wife for conception. <laughs> it's the, the, the actual 
The actual red tape that other states have been made fun of has come to Texas. Sad. Sad. Texas isn't quite what it used to be. It's still it's still not as bad as many places, but it the old gray mule ain't what she used to be. Okay. Now I read that. And I think of a scene from uh, the documentary uh, Legally Blonde. Well, according to Swinney versus Newbert, Swinney, who was also a private sperm donor, was allowed visitation rights as long as he came to terms with the hours set forth by the parents. So if we're sticking to past precedent, I mean, Mr. Latimer wasn't stalking. He was clearly within his rights to ask for visitation. But Swinney was a one-time sperm donor. And in our case, the defendant was an habitual sperm donor who also happens to be harassing the parents in his quest for visitation. Well, yeah, but I mean, without this man's sperm, the child in question wouldn't exist. Now you're thinking like a lawyer. Uh, Yes? Yes, Ms. Woods. Although Mr. Huntington makes an excellent point, I have to wonder if the defendant kept a thorough record of every sperm emission made throughout his life. (laughs) (laughs) Interesting. Why do you ask? Well, unless the defendant attempted to contact every single one-night stand to determine if a child resulted in those unions, he has no parental claim over this child whatsoever. Why now? Why this sperm? Uh, I see your point. And for that matter... All masturbatory emissions where his sperm was clearly not seeking an egg could be termed reckless abandonment. Think about it. I believe you've just won your case. Think about it. That's a fantastic documentary, too, by the way. This is The Jeff Fisher Show on the Blaze Radio Network. The Jeff Fisher Show is on. Hello. Welcome to the broadcast. You know, if you'd like to participate, you can. You know, whatever. It's 1-888-900-3393. Now, you should follow me on Twitter, at JeffyMRA. Jeff Fisher Radio on Facebook and at JeffyMRA on Instagram. You should follow me on all three of those social media. Eventudes. I just came up with that name for some reason. I have no idea why. Coming up immediately after this broadcast, uh, Lawrence Jones, and then Mike Slater, Joe Pags, and then tomorrow, little David Barton, Bill Handel, Jackie Daly, little Gun Talk, Hollywood 360, and then we're back to the Monday through Friday greatness that is the Blaze Radio Network. Doc Thompson, Glenn Beck, Michael Pelka. You know, and then uh, you're not, not, not all greatness is greatness. And then uh, Chris Salcedo and uh, Pat and Stu. And, and for some reason, they replay the Opelka show. We ought to do something about that. And then Buck Sexton uh, with his uh, premier radio network show. I mean, there's no really, why would you go anywhere else? Dumb. Dumb. Just keep it locked in and break the knob off. The Blaze Radio Network. Burger King. We talked a little bit about uh, how the Burger King owner uh, a little while ago uh, bought Popeyes. 
for more than $1.6 billion. Okay? And good for them. And hopefully they change uh, a couple of things. I mean, Popeyes is okay. Uh, I used to know someone that was in love with Popeyes, so I actually, uh, the chicken is pretty good. Uh, the biscuits are pretty good. Uh, they need to work on the gravy. The gravy, whatever they do to the Popeyes white gravy is nasty. Oof. Oof. But anyway, uh, so this week, speaking of Burger King, uh, they did something that I thought was tremendous. I thought it was a great idea. Uh, I guess they did this without uh, trying to uh, partner up with Google which was a mistake. Why not have partner up with Google so that Google could give you some kind of love? And maybe, you know, if you actually, if the Google now actually fired up and you followed all the way through, if you use, you know, code dash two, 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 you get a free Whopper, something, you know, something partner up with Google. So you get the coupon and the okay Google now, and it would start giving people a reason to get Google now and perhaps sell some more. Right. Uh, but Hey, who am I? Just an idiot, right? But they ran this ad, and uh, I love the idea. You're watching a 15-second Burger King ad, which is unfortunately not enough time to explain all the fresh ingredients in the Whopper sandwich. But I got an idea. Okay, Google, what is the Whopper burger? According to Wikipedia, the Whopper is a burger consisting of a flame-grilled patty made with 100% beef with no preservatives or fillers, topped with sliced tomatoes, onions, lettuce, pickles, ketchup, and mayonnaise, served on a sesame seed bun. Now, of course, you internet trollers could not have that be. You couldn't let that stand, could you? No. So, people went into Wikipedia and changed... The insert cyanide is one of the ingredients. It's kind of funny. And uh, also it said the Whopper is the worst hamburger product sold by the chain. You know, So if I, I guess uh, now they locked up uh, Wikipedia later uh, in the day so there were no new edits. And by Wednesday, Google deactivated the ad's ability to trigger home devices. That's why you should have went with Google. It was a great idea. I loved it. I really did. I thought it was a tremendous idea. I think doing it without the the okay from Google and without the partnership from Google was a mistake. But the idea, tremendous. And they should go back and work out a deal with Google so nobody else does it before Burger King because Burger King had the idea. And damn it, they should be the first to make it work. Although I really, yeah, I'd rather have some Popeye's chicken than a Whopper, but hey, that's just. This is the Jeff Fisher Show. Only on the Blaze Radio Network. What in the heck has gone on in this country? What is what is the problem? A federal judge, this is breaking right now, a federal judge in Arkansas issued an injunction 
halting the execution by lethal injection of nine inmates. We went down the list of what those nine inmates did a couple of weeks ago on this broadcast. I'll be happy to do it again for the judge, although I don't think it matters. The injunction represents the latest legal setback in the state and their attempt to execute the inmates, eight of whom were originally scheduled to be put to death by the end of April. The court must decide now whether the method of execution constitutes cruel and unusual punishment. Another judge in Arkansas effectively stopped the executions Friday night, citing concerns over the lethal injection method. Uh, of course, the Arkansas Attorney General, oh, of course we're going to appeal this. Uh-huh. Uh, late Friday, late last night, uh, County Circuit Judge Wendell Griffin issued a temporary restraining order stopping the state from using a certain drug for lethal injections. The supplier of the drug argued the medication wasn't supposed to be used for capital punishment. Dear supplier, tough. Arkansas planned to execute eight men. Now, we talked about that. Uh, a lethal injection drug expires at the end of the month. The proposal triggered outrage among capital punishment proposals. Why? How about this? How about we throw it out? Don't worry about it. Take your take take your drug that you want, didn't want to use for capital punishment supplier, and don't worry about it. And let's just stand them up. Firing range. One bullet, eight guns, shoot his head. Have a nice day. Next. 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 Until all eight are done. I can't take it. We read the list of what these these criminals did, and they've exhausted their, their chances. They're guilty. Oh, let's move on. It doesn't matter how we do it, okay? I realize that we're supposed to be, we can't kill them like that. They might not feel right. Tough. If you're for capital punishment, I get the not being for capital punishment. I really do. It's a, you know, I, I understand it. I don't agree with it, but I understand it. But as long as it's legal for capital punishment to exist, it doesn't matter how the outcome is obtained. And at least that's to me. Now, the judge failed to call me. I know it's a surprise. I mean, I, look, they usually call. You know, the federal judges, the county judges around the country, they usually call. They have my cell number. And they say, hey, Jeff, what do you think? They didn't call me last night. I know. At least I, maybe I missed a call. It's possible. It's possible I missed a call. But uh, they didn't call. Anyway, that, that, that's very disheartening. Very disheartening. Speaking of uh, disheartening, ChuckInFlorida.com is on the line. Greetings, Jeffy, from the state of Florida, where I am a survivor of Entiostranulus cantonosis. Oh, just saying. You've had rat lungworm? Wait, what? <laughs> no. <laughs> I thought it was just snails, man. <laughs> I've eaten plenty of snails. They're no, great that, with garlic butter. No, but that, you could have you could have contracted uh, 
rat lungworm. No, wait a minute. That's uh, not right. It is too. When you when you have uh, what the rats have to do with snails, they don't even eat them. I told you. I explained to you. The rats <laughs> poop. The snails crawl over the poop worms. People touch them and eat them, and then you get sick. You get rat lungworm. Okay, I'm I'm off snails altogether now. That's it. I'm done. I mean, I would say <laughs> that you could probably. I don't know. Everything should be washed. I would hope. I would say that you do that, you know, for all your fruit and vegetables. Any kind of food item, I would think. Yes, you should. You know, you should wash it. I don't even like touching the frozen food boxes, but that's just. Me. <laughs> I don't know where those hey, I got some been. extra peeps left over from tomorrow. If you'd like them, I'll send them now, your way. We've got some left over. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that was a that was a sight to behold, brother. <laughs> it was only seventy-one. Yeah, only. I'll have peeps again someday. I don't mind them; they're fine. You know, wow. I, I just get into I just, uh, I didn't like all the the peep dust. That peep dust yeah. everywhere. Yeah, they're they're a bit messy. Now perhaps someone would say, "Well, Jeff, don't eat seventy one of them." <laughs> I mean, that's a thought. <laughs> you eat two or three, you're going to get peep dust on you. That's just right? the way they are. All right, so Chuck, uh, you usually uh, you know shine us with some strange stories in Florida, which is why I talk to you. Well, my in main that point case, of let me get right to, to it. Man tries to buy us- human skin on Facebook. Apparently, there is a garage sale, the Jensen Beach Garage Sale. It's a public page where there are items for sale in the local area. And the police report <laughs> said that they had found a man was selling human skin for 400 bucks. Nice. Um, yeah, I guess they tracked him down and found his uh, ID on Facebook. Uh, they did not report who the man was, however. Uh, it's just that it has been since deleted, and you can no longer buy human skin on Facebook. Yeah, they don't let you sell that kind of stuff. It's very disappointing. Well, you know, I, I understand that witches use it for their covers for books and such. That's, you know, the rumored to be what it's for. I wanted my, when, my, when I had my knee replaced, I wanted my old knee, and they wouldn't give it to me. I was really, oh, I was really kind of upset about that because they can't give the body parts. I mean, I wanted my old knee. I wanted to have it. Okay, and, why? <laughs> Do I have? I'm gonna have my old knee. I wanted it in a jar. I want to say that's my old knee that's replaced. They give me a picture of the fake one, but I can't. Have, I can't have my bones. They're my bones. But they, you can I, do whatever you like with your bones. Government regulation says I can't have it. They wouldn't that's let not me. Right. They wouldn't let me take my bones. It's not right. You know, I, I understand that medical waste is all incinerated and so forth, but it's yours, right? <laughs> Thank you, but not according to the government. No. No, I'm sorry. It still belongs to me. It's not mine. You're wrong. So moving on. (laughs) Facebook, again. A theft is a suspect on the police department page, and she rats herself out. Apparently, she did not like seeing a video of herself stealing from the Walmart with her husband, who works at the Walmart, and was taking things out the back door to her car. Uh, they had a whole grocery cart full of stuff, including a kiddie pool that they wheeled out the back door, put in her car. And then on Facebook, the Winter Haven Police Department post a video of the entire episode. And uh, I guess uh, she didn't like some of the posts, so she made a comment about it. Somebody said, uh, you know, I know this woman. She rides a city bus. And she says, what are you talking about? I have a car. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, I don't understand. I'm going to have to look. I've already, I've already started uh, my uh, my book on Jeffy's Guide to Adultery. Right. Uh, I'm going to have to start a book on Jeffy's Guide to uh, Store Thievery and not um, getting caught. Yeah. I mean, if you're going to go out the back door with stuff, take it out with the trash. 
Yeah, M- yeah, must right. I, must I tell people how to do everything? Well, I mean, that is the common accepted form of uh, thievery from large department stores. As far as I know, you know. I'm not going to tell you all the ways, but that's one way. <laughs> so apparently she's uh, uh, had a uh, one of those uh, Crime Stoppers rewards put out for her by the Winter Haven Police Department on the page. And she said, ain't no reward. I'm coming in. <laughs> well, there you go. Well, good for her. So, yeah, she turns that, herself that in. Sticks, though, that sticks, though. That it sticks both ways because now hubby's gone, doesn't have a job. Cubby's going to be fired. Well, they both had kind of a drug issue, so they had been uh, jailed previously on unrelated drug charges. Well, it doesn't mean and he shouldn't have a job. No, I totally agree. I mean, if he's, he's out on work release or whatever, he's he's working, but, you know, you shouldn't take stuff out the back door. And, st- and plus, you shouldn't be really stealing from your employer. Not the employer. There's plenty of other people to steal from. <laughs> but you don't want to tell all that before the book, I know. No, that's enough. I've gone too far already. Right. So she said, I guess, uh, you know, the Facebook users weren't very kind about the posts. And they said, LOL, sucks to get caught. Can I get <laughs> the reward? And she responded with, yeah, these nuts. Right? <laughs> right? I guess he was thinking maybe she could get the reward if she turned herself in. I'm not sure. Well, that wouldn't surprise me. Yeah. One of my favorites this week, so. A uh, Florida man breaks into a home and eats fried chicken, drinks booze, and gets caught. Ronald Gregory Weasley was arrested Thursday after deputies said that he stole chicken and vodka from a lady's house. Apparently, he was caught when the lady came home early from work, and there he was frying it up, drinking out of the bottle. He's having a big old chicken fry. Just using your house. Why didn't you sit down and have some food? I was going to say, he's kind enough to make up your chicken for you, you know. Right. He's not going to eat the whole thing, I, I would imagine. There's some left over. Have, a, your have a drink, have a seat. Dude, what are y'all so upset about? Go, he take, a, him, uh, go take a shower, <laughs> relax. I got to finish up cooking. Listen, I will eat. Calm down. Right. Just because he didn't know you, you know. <laughs> I mean, how are we supposed to get to know each other if we don't sit down and dine together? Kind of sounded like the neighborly thing to do to me. Right. I don't know. Right. Yeah. So, so another she just favorite... called the police. Did she storm out or? Well, yeah, no, she called the cops on him, apparently, and uh, I guess this guy had been arrested a couple other times for uh, uh, theft no. in Alachua County. Yeah, no. Bail had not been set, so they're not being very kind to this guy, oh. even though he cooked her a meal. Bastards. Right. One of my favorite videos of the week has got to be the horse that attacks an alligator. I saw that. I actually, sadly, I actually saw that. It was it was interesting though. I mean, there's a whole you know bunch of horses to one side. There's maybe four or five of them milling around, including a younger pony. And uh, there's this gator just laying there in the middle of the field. It looked like a golf course, but it wasn't. Uh, you know, five or six people with their cell phone cameras, of course, as the horse tromples over this gator, minding yeah, horse, his own business. The horse kicked you know? him once and then ran by, and then he swung back around and ran over him again. And it looked like that gator almost got that leg. It got that, a piece of If it. that gator would have got that leg, that horse would do. Laugh now. Who's right? laughing now, weeks, bitch? Ain't going to be laughing. That's a fact. Those You're things lying. are nasty fights. <laughs> yeah. It's infection time. Like, it's not I, just the fight I that kills you. I desperately wanted that gator. I wanted that horse to go back again. Let Take that him gator out. get him. Yeah. Well, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm rooting for the horse in this case. The horse was probably protecting its young, according to the, uh, uh, the author of this particular article. And, you know, it's, it's, it's in my, uh, my canopy there, and, and it was just minding its own business, I know, but it's right in the open. It is gator mating season time in Florida, so please, everybody, be careful if you live in the area. Yeah, you never Smoke know what plants. they want to mate with. I guess the horse was like, well, you're not mating with me. Get out yeah, of here. Yeah, we're, 
we're we're not playing that game today. So <laughs> I I miss Gators. I I miss them as often as I can. I try to uh, stay. That I, way. I, I love my that's one of my favorite places to go to in Florida is Gatorland. That is a cool place, though. I, I, I just don't get the Gatorland. idea of of you know tempting fate like that. It's not my my bag. But um, the, the, the thing, even in, in Bush Gardens, where they have those massive 15-footers that sit around and eat six fried chickens all day, you know. I know. But Gatorland actually has, you know, events and, and trains them and uses them as slave gators. <laughs> Gator wrestling. <laughs> Gator wrestling at the Jumperoo. And have you actually yeah. been there? Uh, years and years and years ago. It's much improved since the last time I was there, but uh, it was still one of the best uh, tourist traps on I-4. The first time I went there, uh, we bought hot dogs from them because yeah. that's what the Gators eat. You go up and you go there. In the, the, one, of the, one of the places where they congregate is this river, and they've got this huge wooden structure that you climb up with, diff- you know, with different levels. And mm-hmm. uh, you can obviously climb all the way to the top. Uh, and... Uh, and you throw hot dogs into the river, and the gators snort and fight over the hot dogs. And so Gatorland <laughs> sells hot dogs for about a million dollars a hot dog. Of course. So the next time you go, you keep your feathers <laughs> numbered for just such an occasion. You stop by at the local Walmart, and you throw a few of the giant packs into a backpack. So you bring you your own hot dogs. With them. Oh, I'm so sorry. Your yes. own hot dogs. Right. <laughs> and... uh and then you throw them, and you get you can actually spend a little bit more time because at a million dollars a hot dog, you don't throw too many. Time to go, son. Yes. It, it, moving on, uh, we have bigger uh, mouse to fry. Can we get some more? No, <laughs> no. <laughs> but I wanna so. Yeah, break it up into smaller chunks. Um, go steal some from that guy. <laughs> right. <laughs> But anyway, I love Gatorland, and I wish the Gator would have got the horse. Chuck in Florida.com. You could be for the horse or not. I don't care. Okay? I was for the Gator. All right. Okay. It's all Florida. You should be for the Gator. Why do you hate Gators? I'm actually uh, looking to name the giraffe since uh, Jeffrey is the the icon for Toys R Us. And it's been there all month long. Right. The giraffe is healthy and happy, though. That's wonderful. Do they have a name for the baby yet? I don't think so. I haven't heard of any. Okay. Nobody else know? Okay. (laughs) <laughs> what do you have, I a, guess do you have an audience? <laughs> Anybody? Anyone? Anyone? Live audience? Thank you. Here we go. This is the Jeff Fisher Show on the Blaze Radio Network. is the Jeff Fisher Show. That it is. Welcome to it. 888-900-3393 is the phone number. You can follow me on Twitter at JeffyMRA. Facebook, Jeff Fisher Radio, and uh, Instagram at JeffyMRA. We have got a action-packed uh, last hour of this broadcast. I can't believe the two hours have already flown by. Uh, I've got four tremendous stories, so don't go anywhere. Plus, I want to tease that uh, Brad Staggs and myself will be doing a Facebook Live immediately following this show. Uh, on the Blaze uh, Facebook Live page, uh, we got pot. Dallas is make wants to make four ounces of pot legal. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about that, and we'll talk uh, a little bit about uh, more about uh, rat lung, and uh, we'll talk a little bit more about uh, yeah. We have to talk about rat lung, and we because we have to remember that it's called angiostrongulus cantonensis. You do not want that. Holy cow! Do you not want that? 
And uh, I'm looking forward to uh, uh, doing the Facebook Live with Brad because we've got another another thing planned. We want, we want to thank everyone for joining us last Saturday night on the uh, Talking Walking Dead special. Had a great time. Thanks for those of you that were here. If you weren't here, obviously you can go to the Jeff Fisher radio page. <laughs> Download them. Okay? Available SoundCloud, Stitcher, iTunes, Google Play Music. You can take me with you wherever you go. You're welcome. You're welcome. And I'm really looking forward to the pot, too, because four ounces, um, I don't want to say that uh, four ounces is a lot, but uh, four ounces is quite a bit of pot to have in the back seat of the car and not, uh, not have anything happen to you. I mean, I'm good with it. Trust me. Trust me. I am good with it. Anyway, stick around. I see Lawrence Jones just came in the building, so I'll let you write your own jokes to that. This is the Jeff Fisher Show, only on the Blaze Radio Network. Was a success. Begin Life Force Reboot Program now. Stand clear. Life signs stable. It's alive. Set it loose. This is the Jeff Fisher Show on the Blaze Radio Network. Anything over two a month, I get paid for. Tell him. You tell him. I'm not kidding. Welcome to the broadcast. This is the Jeff Fisher Show on the Blaze Radio Network. 888-900-3393. You caught me in the middle of a conversation, but I'm just telling you. This is how I treat people, okay? You tell him. You tell him. You do tell him. I don't care. Yes or no. You tell him. So, we also... The United Airlines story is absolutely agonizing. Okay, let's let's talk a little bit about that. Just just a tad. Now, there's some more news that has come out about uh, Doctor Dingleberry. He now has an attorney, uh, you know, and they are saying that uh, you know, look, uh, whew, man, we're just going to. Uh, he's got a broken nose, a concussion, two knocked out teeth, sinus problems. May require reconstructive surgery. Shut up. Now, I'm torn on this story so much because I want to hate the airlines with every ounce of my being. I want to. I want to hate the airlines. But every time I turn around in the story, I'm for I'm for the airlines and against this guy, Doctor Tao or Dow, or whatever his silly name is. Dr. David Dow, I got it. Relax. The video that we all saw, the horror of him being dragged off the plane and being pulled out of his seat and then smashing his face into the side of the, of a, of the seat across the aisle and bloodied and dragged out of the plane. The horror. Do I want that to happen? No, I don't want that to happen. But you knew there was more to than just that part, right? 
And there it is. We see the video now out where he was sitting there pretty much calmly. I know they reported that he was being, uh, you know, angry and yelling and stuff. But the, the video I saw, he wasn't, I mean, he wasn't hollering at all. He was saying, I'm not going. You're going to have to drag me out. I'm not going. I have to, uh, you know, he's on the phone. I'm talking. He's, I'm not going. I mean, he, been, he was delayed. I mean, he he was being like, I'm not going. I don't care what you tell me. Which makes me want to be on his side. Right? I mean, you want Come on now. He paid the ticket. He's on the plane. And you want him to leave. And you go down the thing. Nobody took the money. They, they offered money to replace the seats. Nobody took the money. And you say, well, why didn't they go up higher and higher on the money? Federal regulations won't let them. Huh. A federal regulation. There's a surprise. Now I'm back on, you know, now I'm back on the airlines. Maybe until the guy's side a little bit. I, the people that really pissed me off are the other people on the plane. All those people that, oh, what are you doing? Oh, my God, what are you doing? It's so horrific. If you're so pissed that they're dragging this guy off the plane, where were you the last 10 minutes when he was sitting there calmly saying, I'm a doctor, I don't have, I'm not going to get off the plane. I'm not going. I, I don't, I paid my ticket. I've been delayed. I'm not going. If that's so horrific to you, why didn't you stand up? Why didn't you take this place? Why weren't you, you know what, why weren't you just like, you know what, I'll get off. No problem. Doc, you get home, I'll get off. You know what, I'll get off and we're done. Nobody did that. Not one person. So get over your high horse, uh, the rest of the air, air people, over it. All the rest of you people on the airplane flying. I understand. Uh, trust me, I do. I, I wouldn't get off either. However, in the end, when you're at the point of no return and you take your bet, look, we're going to, you get the random pick and if nobody else is going to go, we're going to do it randomly by the computer. There's so many, and I forget what their, what their, uh, uh, what their deal is or how they pick the amount of people for the randomness, but you know, it isn't everyone on the plane, but it's most of them or a third of them gets thrown into a hat and you get picked, but you know the deal. So at that point, when you get to that point, your number comes up. You're like, crap. That freaking sucks. And you grab your bag and you walk off the plate, right? And you go and you go up to the counter and you go, this is this is bull crap. Give me my $1300 and I'll give me my hotel and you know, I'll wait to get another flight. Oh, I'm sorry, sir. We're so sorry. You're so sorry. How about you stick that sorry up? And you move on from there. Right? I mean, that's where you're at. And the old doctor now would not do that. So within their rights, you know, the airport security, airline security, whatever the heck they were, Chicago Aviation Authority police, drag them off. Now they've said now they're, they're going to stop doing that. How are you going to get people off the plane then? If they won't get off the plane, how are you going to get people off the plane? Shoot them? We didn't drag them. Didn't drag them. Just put them, just shot a hit bullet in his head, carried him off. Are you, how are you going to get him off the plane? I mean, if I, if I know that the end game, that you're not going to drag me off, I'm not getting off. What are you going to do? You can't, you know, you can't drag me off. You're not going to shoot me. You can't drag me off. 
what are you going to do? Now, the only thing that, that goes there is that then the airline just cancels the entire flight, right? No problem. Everybody off the plane. And now, now you've got, a, you know, 350 people looking at you. <laughs> Uh, the aviation authority may not be dragging you off, but 350 other people will be dragging your ass down the airline hallway. So I'm really torn. I, I, I'm torn on the story so bad I can't tell you. I want to hate the airline so bad. And United has kind of paid a price. They they dealt with it horrifically. Their CEO should be fired over this. He's dealt with it horrifically. He's the CEO of an airline. He should be able to respond and react to something like this better than he has. And now United is ripe for the picking, right? I saw a story last night where somebody claims that they were stung by a scorpion on a United flight. And it dropped down. They were eating. It was on his head, fell on his food, stung him, whatever the deal was. I mean, they're ripe for the picking. If you're flying United, and I can't believe that, look, it hasn't hurt them that much. It really hasn't. When you look at the, when we looked at the stock prices the other day, they were down. The stock prices were back up to like a dollar below what it was before the drag off, and it dropped down like ten bucks or something after the drag off. But it was still higher than what it was a year ago, so that, it hasn't hurt them that much. Okay, they're not they're not paying. Plus, if you're flying, be honest. Don't look at me like that. Just be honest. You walk up to the counter. And you say, I need a flight to Atlanta. And they go, well, I've got one on, uh, I got I, I got one here on American for $1,800. I've got one here on Southwest, but you got to go to a different airport to get that flight. You can get that one for $250. All right, get you on this United one that's leaving in about 15 minutes for $450. Which one are you picking? Well, oh, United has been in, a, in the news lately. Give me the $1,800 ticket, please. No. Sorry, not going to happen. And you know it's not going to happen. You're flying United. Okay? And you know, in today's world, you can't even get on a plane and look cross-eyed. If you look cross-eyed at them and they don't like you, they kick you off the plane. You're done. They shut it down. So this doctor fighting for his I'm not getting off, I mean, I understand it. I do. I I do. I I understand. Had he, I don't know what could have been. I think every, you know, the whole thing is just a cluster. The whole thing is just a cluster. But it just seems like, you know, everything, everything is dealt with wrong. And the airlines all do it because they know what are you going to do? They, they always will be in the right, no matter what. And I wish I could tell you that uh, when I was angry at them that I got thrown in jail so that I could tell you that experience. But my experience is my wife saved me from getting thrown in jail because she put her hand because <laughs> I would have been in jail. And I understand a little bit of how what the doctor kind of feels like. When I had that airside door shut in my face. I still can't get over that. And that was three years ago now. I was just I just looked at the trip. Facebook posted a memory picture of, in Boise, Idaho, and that was the trip where the American airline, I, I ran to the airside to get there on time to catch the flight. She looks right at me, closes the door. She is fortunate that my wife, we celebrated our 15th anniversary this week, 
my loving wife was there to put her hand on me and say, don't. Otherwise, American Airlines would have been hiring because they would have been one less employee alive. This is The Jeff Fisher Show on the Blaze Radio Network. The Jeff Fisher Show returns on the Blaze Radio Network. That it does. I'm reminded uh, during the break that the Delta now says that they're going to be offering more money uh, for to get people off the plane, you know, to make the deals, which I'm all for. At some point, it becomes viable, right? No matter what. Even on this plate, uh, when you reach a point, everybody says, no, 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 no. They've been on. They've, you've been delayed. You want to get home. You're finally on a plane. And you just keep going. At some point, the money becomes viable, right? You reach a point where it's like, 600 bucks. Nope, it's not worth it. I'm not I got to get home. That's not worth 600 bucks. Doesn't do anything for me. 1200 bucks, 1500 bucks, 1800 dollars, 2000, 22. At some point, you reach where you know what? <coughs> uh, I'm feeling sick and don't have to be to work tomorrow. Uh, I'll have to be there on Tuesday. I'll take that 2500 and I'm off, right? At some point you reach that. Which would have happened. The people that ticked me off on this plane, United, the Dr. Dow flight was, you know, the people that, oh my God, look at, look at, they're filming on their phone, but they weren't getting their ass out of their seat. They didn't give it up for him the five minutes or 10 minutes before when he was sitting there saying, I'm not going to go. You're just going to have to take me. I'm not getting off the plane. I want to get home. Right? So there, I'm torn because I want to be for him and I hate the airlines, but the airline, you know, the deal was the deal. And then I'm reminded of him being the jerk of running back onto the plane. I mean, he's lucky he didn't get shot. He's talking about getting dragged off the plane and needing getting a broken nose and having a tooth knocked out. He's like he's not pulling a bullet out of his skull. They walking him off the plane and then he runs back on the plane. Why don't they just shoot him right then? And you know what happened. He's walking off the plane. They're taking him down the the runway, the little thing that hooks onto the plane. And they got probably toward the end, and he relaxed. And they relaxed. It was over, right? We're done with it. You know you're getting off the plane now. We got you off. We'll get you some help for your face. We'll get, we'll get the blood off your face. You know, we'll take care of it. Sorry about that. That was an accident. Everybody knows it was an accident. We'll get you taken care of. And everybody let their guard down a little. And he turns around and runs back on the plane. I mean, uh, shoot him, right? At that point, he's lucky he didn't get shot. That's why I think he's got, I mean, the only reason he's got any kind of case at all because he, you know, you see him getting dragged out of the, out of the, the seat. But the rest of the story around it is all for the airlines, man. Good for them. Do it. But you should be able to go up to whatever price they want because the airlines may using, they're, look, to pay you $10,000 to get off that plane and get a give you a hotel room until they get you another flight out, they still, that's saving them hundreds of thousands of dollars because the pilots have to get to a flight that's full of people that they're waiting on to get out, right? That, I mean, that's why they're kicking people off so these pilots can get to that destination and hop on another plane that's full of people and fly that out, 
right? So you, the domino effect happens. So your $10,000 is well spent. So, I, you know, they should be doing that. But the guy, Doc, I mean, Doc, what are you doing? Okay, what are you doing? So I haven't mentioned today, April 15th, uh, the usual tax day here in America. Yay! <laughs> Yay! Oh, man, do I love taxes and the IRS. We are like, huh. wow, we are like butter is the bread, me and the IRS. I love them and they love me. It's also uh, actually a... Uh, not tax day uh, this year. Uh, Monday, the 17th, is uh, the official tax day this year uh, because of the 15th landing on the weekend. So they spread it and gave you a couple more days to make sure you've got your paperwork filled out right. <laughs> That's so nice of them. And it's also the anniversary of Titanic. You don't even have to say Titanic sinking. You just know Titanic and you know it's sunk over now, this is the 105th anniversary of Titanic, and really the 106th. I mean, it was launched a year earlier. It put out to sea and sunk on April 15th. So, you know, I mean, it's it was a year older than uh, what it was. But today is the anniversary of the sinking uh, 105 years ago. Wow, amazing, right? Um Early morning, April 15th, 1912. And what's kept it alive, really, is the movie, right? I mean, the the, the, the blockbuster Titanic, right? Uh, kept it alive, uh, kept the story alive, and it was so great uh, with it. And it's, you're reminded of how the unsinkable, the unsinkable Titanic going to sink. This is bad. Most unfortunate, Captain. Water, 14 feet above the keel in 10 minutes. In the forepeak, in all three holds, and in boiler room six. That's right, sir. When can we get underway, damn it? That's five <laughs> compartments. Damn it. She can stay afloat. The first four compartments breach, but not then five. Then can we get underway? Not five. As she goes down by the head, the water will spill over the tops of the bulkheads. At E-deck, from one to the next, back <laughs> and back. There's no stopping it. The pumps. We opened the door. The pumps by your time, but minutes only. Minutes. From this moment, no matter what we do, Titanic will founder. But this ship can't sink. She's made of iron, sir. I assure you, she can. And she will. It is a mathematical certainty. Think about it. I just realized that uh, both documentaries that I've shared with you so far today, uh, Legally Blonde documentary and uh, the Titanic documentary, both have the same actor in them, Victor Garber. That's fantastic. I mean, this guy is great. I didn't realize that until actually (laughs) I was sitting here going, that's the same stupid guy. Victor Garber. I mean, he's some of, been some of the most memorable. I'll just read his IMDb page right here for you. Uh, Victor Garber has been in some of the most memorable projects of the past four decades. Now, they imagine uh, he's currently appearing in The Slap, 
The Flash, okay, Motive and Web Therapy. He will soon star in Grail. This is all his new stuff. So what? Nobody cares about your new stuff. Your new stuff blows. Oh, except for The Flash. My son loves The Flash. Uh, but, I mean, he's got a lot of good stuff. But those two, I mean, those two those two documentaries alone set him apart from most actors. Uh, Legally Blonde and uh, Titanic. Uh, I mean, those two, ti- you could pretty much set the world straight with those two documentaries. If you were if you were to study those two documentaries, your life would be fine and the world would be okay. It's very simple. So, anyway, Titanic, uh, 105 years old. And I'm looking at, uh, oh, they brought, they, they brought Oliver back. Um... Uh, Oh no, that's just the picture of the thing. They've stopped. They've stopped the live stream. What? The baby giraffe live stream has been stopped. What are they doing to that giraffe? What's going on? Because the last time I checked, Oliver the dad was out of his little square prison cell, and mom was in there all by herself with the child, with the one fat lady in the corner that was watching the giraffe. I don't know who she is. It must be the zoo lady. But anyway, the baby looked safe and fine and is up walking around, stumbling around. So, yay, it was real. They weren't lying to us. The Jeff Fisher Show. The Blaze Radio Network. Jeff Fisher Show on the Blaze Radio Network. That it is. Welcome to it. 888-900-3393 is the phone number. Interesting that uh, Aaron Hernandez, Aaron Hernandez from the formerly of the New England Patriots, uh, was uh, on track to be uh, maybe Hall of Fame material. In fact, uh, when he was at uh, Florida, I believe the quote was uh, when they drafted him, he's either going to be in the Hall of Fame or in prison. And so that was a pretty good call. Pretty good call. I'm not sure who to give that quote to, but that was the story. And I believe that uh, uh, they were 100% correct since he is serving a life term. Uh, He was still on the Patriots when my son uh, played for the Patriots, and he was there – It was surprising. My son talked about him. He was always the last guy uh, at the facilities, and he was always on his cell phone, and this was when this was all going down. Uh, So he was really trying to get things shored up. Uh, And so uh, he's already serving a life sentence for the 2013 murder. Uh, But uh, yesterday, uh, the NFL, former NFL star, uh, was found not guilty. And everybody, you know, oh, he's guilty, guilty, guilty. He was found not guilty of uh, two counts of murder. And he was found, he faced eight counts in all, including two murder, three of armed assault, and also faced a charge of witness intimidation for allegedly shooting his former friend in the face in an attempt to silence him. I mean, that's what you do, right? You want to silence somebody, you shoot him in the face. Clearly. Or you just hit him in the top of the head. So the jury comes back. And they went on. I I could play the whole thing for you, the whole court case. I'm fascinated by how courtrooms work. And I really, I mean, I should have been an attorney. I love the way the courtrooms work. But it's for most people and for most humans, it's absolutely boring. 
which is why attorneys who are not boring in the courtroom are the big-time paid-off attorneys that make all kinds of cash. Because the rest of the attorneys are like... I have a question. Uh, this concerning case number 002000ABX2. We have uh, submitted, uh, Your Honor, the the uh, particular point of evidence uh, was submitted yesterday under BADDD2TVC. Yes, Your Honor. I would like to ask the client. I mean, it's just agonizing. Just agonizing. So I can't take it. And then when they go through to read the charges, I don't know if you've ever been on a jury, but uh, when the jury that, that I was once on, you know, you have to you stand there and you're the foreman and you have to go, they go through the whole list of charges and you have to respond to each charge. And I get it. That's, you know, that's part of the deal of the courtroom, but it's kind of boring. So after they get done reading, uh, you know, charge number one of, uh, uh, are, you know, how does the jury find uh, guilty or not guilty? Not guilty. We hear that a bunch, and then he got. They did throw in the uh, uh, illegal weapons charge. So after we heard, uh, not guilty. After we heard that, uh, and then you kept. They went through some more cases, and we heard. Uh, we heard that one more time. Not guilty. She's. That's why she was on a jury, man. It's just slow. You can't. I mean, you can't. Sometimes you can't find good help. And uh, they reached the uh, illegal weapons uh, charge because, heaven forbid, oh, my God, uh, we've charged you with all this crime, but let's not forget to charge you with illegally having a weapon. So, of course, we have to come back with a... Guilty of the offense is charged. Yeah, we, get, we got one guilty charge for that. So they threw in another five or six years on top of his life sentence. Bet you that one hurt. You're in prison for life. And five years. We're not even letting you leave this prison until you go to jail for, when you die, five more years. But it was a shocking look on many of the people's faces when they first heard the... Uh, not guilty. Woo. They were, and they were shocked. And then they heard it again. Not guilty. A little bit more shocked. And then they heard it again. A little bit more not shocked. Guilty. Yeah, oh man. So, and when it, now when it came down to the weapons charge... And they got to hear guilty of the offense is charged. They were like, oh, I mean, they were finally something. They were grabbing onto something. So, I mean, I, there you go. Aaron Hernandez, uh, not guilty. I'm sorry. Aaron Hernandez. Uh, guilty of the offense is charged. Just one. Though, just one, though. I mean, just one. The rest of them, he was. Not guilty. Yeah, thank you. Uh, another NFL star who is still an NFL star, not a former NFL star, uh, Eli Matting, uh, about huge trouble over something that we don't even know if it's true or not. I mean, Eli uh, is in trouble because they claim he's using false memorabilia. So he sends out this email uh, earlier this month uh, to his equipment manager and, uh, and it says uh, he asked for uh, two helmets that can pass as game used. Okay, so why doesn't Eli? Okay, so I, I okay, so let's just let's think about this for a second. You get a helmet signed by Eli Manning or Manning, whatever you want to call him. You get a helmet by Eli. 
and it's signed. And it says Eli Manning, you know, whatever the heck his number is for the, the Giants. Ten, I think it is. Whatever the hell his stupid number is for the Giants. And, uh, and you know, whatever the thing is. And it was worn in, you know, game two, the game that I, you know, we won 40 to 40, whatever. If Eli said it was worn in the game, it was worn in the game, right? So now they're saying, well, who can pass it? Game one, he was lying. That's fraud. Okay, so if he stands on the field, let's say he stands on the field, goes out, stands on the field, and he has 10 helmets, right? And it's just before the start of the third quarter, and he's got 10 helmets, and he puts one on, and he catches a ball, and he throws a ball. He takes it off, puts another one on, catches a ball, and throws a ball, takes one off, catches a ball, and throws a ball. He does that 10 times. Those are now game-worn helmets, right? Cut. Are you serious you're going to bust the sky for fraud for that? Stop it. Stop it. On top of which, I mean, it was all part of a some kind of deal that he had with his, you know, I don't know how many millions he makes for this, but it's, I mean, it's laziness on his part not to do, not to take 10 helmets out and throw the pass with the helmet on so that he can say that it's game worn, right? I mean, it's, seriously, date it. Date the inside of it so you know this is the game that it was worn on and send it back into the locker room. I mean, it's just laziness on his part not doing that. But I'm sure that's the what. No, don't worry about it, Eli. I'll get you some, I'll get you some of the helmets. They're game worn. Don't worry about it. Just remind me. Send me an email. And now he's going to get dicked for that. That's too bad. And uh, Governor Christie, uh, you can take a hike too. Mr. You should have been guilty for your little bridge gate and, and the rest of your crimes. No wonder you're one of the lowest-ranked governors that the people like in the country today's world. He gets on the radio and starts blasting Eli. because Well, first of all, he's, you know he lives in New Jersey. Why not? He makes all kinds of money from the Giants uh, in New Jersey. But heaven forbid he liked the team. Comes down here and plays butt buddy with Jerry Jones for the Dallas Cowboys. Agonizing. But he, Chris Christie, ripped Manning and the Giants on WFAN, calling Manning a liar. I call him a liar. He got caught, Christie said. He got caught. And, and then he said, uh, could you ever imagine Peyton, his big brother, involved in this? No, definitely not. Peyton's smarter than that. I, I, shut up, Chris. Shut up. I mean, I... I can't take it. I can't take it. So he, he I, I realize that it's fraud. I got it. It's fraud. But is it really? Is it? I question that. I question that. Uh, what, there's not much difference. And, I, and I'll give you that the fraud is, you know, that's what the crime is. It's the fine line. But there's, uh, you know, not much difference from Eli actually just touching a helmet and saying, yep, I wore this here, and here you go, than him putting it on for 10 seconds and throwing a football and saying, yep, I wore it during this game and signing it. I mean, those 10 seconds are going to cost him millions? Come on now. Come on. That's a, that's a tough one. That's a tough one. And uh, we also have uh, great news, great news for the children uh, the children, uh, because of MIT, the MIT Press, uh, the prestigious MIT Press, uh, has now published a book aimed 
at children. And it's titled Communism for Kids. Boy, you want to have some good, some nice nighttime reading with you and the kids. There's nothing like sitting down and (laughs) reading about communism. They'll tell you that. Once upon a time, once upon a time, people yearned to be free of the misery of capitalism. How could their dreams come true? This little book proposes a different kind of communism, one that is true to its ideals and free from authorities, offering relief for many who have been numbed by Marxists. Yeah, man, there is nothing I want more than to snuggle up with the kids. and Come on, kids, it's time to go to bed. Time to read a little bit more of your Communism for Kids book. Oh, man, you just will never get those times back. You're listening to The Jeff Fisher Show. The Blaze Radio Network. is the Jeff Fisher Show. That it is. Thank you so much for coming along for the ride today. Lawrence Jones is standing by. He's ready to take over the helm here on the Blaze Radio Network and then Mike Slater immediately after him. Uh, Happy Easter. Uh, For those of you that uh, will be out uh, giving thanks uh, this weekend, be safe with your families and enjoy each other. And once you're done and you're sitting around the dining room table and uh, you you have the whole family there, it's always nice to have a couple of jokes to tell. So I'm going to tell you a little couple of family jokes just to, you know, ease a little bit of the, of the family pressures because sometimes, you know, all families don't really know what to say to each other. Um, so one, uh, I don't want to call them an Easter joke, but we'll just say one weekend joke that you could tell around the dining room table is a woman stops by unannounced at her son's house and she knocks on the door and walks in. She's shocked to see her daughter-in-law laying on the couch totally naked. Soft music is playing. Candles are lit. and The aroma of perfume fills the room. What are you doing? I'm waiting for Jeff to come home from work. But you're naked. This is my love dress, the daughter-in-law answers. Love dress, but you're naked. Jeff loves me and wants me to wear this dress. It excites him to no end. Every time he sees me in this dress, he instantly becomes romantic and can't get enough of me. The mother-in-law leaves inspired. When the mother-in-law gets home, she undresses, showers, puts on her best perfume, dims the lights, put on a romantic CD, and lays on the couch, expectantly waiting her husband. Finally, husband comes home. He walks in, sees her lying there provocatively. What are you doing? This is my love dress. Needs ironing. What's for dinner? He never heard the gunshot. All right. So I'll tell you, here's another one you can share. As, uh, it's similar to that. Uh, for your Easter dinner, after dinner tales for the family. Couple is together. They've been together for a long, long time. And uh, the wife is in the bedroom, standing in front of the full-length mirror, naked. Husband laying on the bed. The wife is looking in the mirror. and She saw my arms are starting to get flabby. My breasts are starting to sag. Look at this. Look at my 
My butt is starting to sag. I've got wrinkles on my arms. My stomach is coming together like this a little bit more. I'm really starting to feel bad about myself. And she turns to ask her husband, look, I really say something nice about me. I need something. I need you to say something nice about me. Still got your eyesight. You can use that tomorrow on me. You're welcome. You're welcome. Have a great weekend. Enjoy the family. Bless you. And if no one has told you that you look good today, you do. You, in particular, look great. I mean that. You look good. Don't let anybody tell you different. All right? You look great. I wouldn't necessarily wear that all day, though. I mean, you're not going <laughs> to going to necessarily wear that out, are you? Because, <laughs> uh, woof, you're planning on wearing that out. You might think, uh, you might think twice. Have a good Easter. Happy Easter. Thanks for coming along for the ride today. I'll see you later. is the Jeff Fisher Show, only on the Blaze Radio Network.